Hey, hoop ballers, are you into sports betting? Do you want to know why a certain game has a funky line? Well, HoopBall has you covered. Today in sports betting is a great addition to all your handicapping questions with hosts Ira Silver and Devin Ellington. We break down game lines and future bets on all sports and try to make some money along the way. Follow us on Twitter at HoopBallGaming, at Ira Silver Magic, and at D-A-L-E-007. And download Today in Sports Betting in the App Store, Google Play, and available on Spotify. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Good morning, Hoop Ballers. How's everyone doing today on our first weekend of NBA playoff basketball? Uh, I'm Santino Cocone, and I'll be your host tonight for another edition of Hoop Ball DFS today. And I'm actually running this one solo. Uh, I got a I got a solo gig on August 22nd um, on, on a Saturday here. That's pretty good. Uh, we're going to the game threes, the back half of the game threes for uh, some of the biggest names in the sport. It's going to be a good one. Uh, we had uh, we saw some teams take a pretty convincing 2-1 lead like the uh, Utah Jazz earlier today. Whoa, uh, two blowouts in a row. That's not a lot of people saw that one coming. Uh, Conley came back, but um, the good thing is, even if you're down 1-2, one you win the next one and you're tied back up, so you're, you're never really out of it. So we're all here. Um, but I'm a little fired up for this one. I'm, I'm ready to see. Uh, I'm a Laker fan, and we get the Game 3 out of here. Uh, we get Game 3 with the Bucks. We get another Giannis. Uh, we could see if Houston can take a convincing 3-0 lead. Same with Miami. Uh, this is this is going to be a good slate. Uh, the only thing about these slates that I find uh, pretty funny is this. It's as if the NBA kind of uh, laughed at DraftKings and FanDuel and all these DFS sites uh, because they put four, or I should say, not four, five of the top six highest-priced players all on one slate. Uh, you have James Harden, Giannis, Lillard, LeBron, AD. The only person that is priced higher than uh, a couple of these guys is Luka. You have uh, Kawhi, who's the second-highest-priced guy in his field or in, on that slate on that day, on the, uh, I should say, the odd days, I guess, because every odd day they're playing. Uh, Joel Embiid's up there, Jokic. Uh, but these are five of the highest the six highest priced guys. And it's, it's, it's funny. Um, obviously we're playing, we're seeing both one seeds and then the four five matchup. So everybody doesn't have equal or um, non-equal days in between unless you're, you win ahead. So that's one reason why uh, it's just funny when you look at it and you see a lot of top heaviness in uh, every even day, as opposed to a lot more value around going uh, and, and even some value plays like the jazz have not been priced up accordingly lately. So you see that a lot on the, ev or the odd days I'm getting myself mixed up talking. Um, but yeah, man, it's been really fun. This is uh, another edition and we're going to get right into it. And before we get into it, um, I will be talking about every or bringing up all the over unders, the spread of the games and the money line. Um, and if you haven't already guys get on over to mybookie.com. Uh, we're doing, they're doing great stuff. Put the promo code 
Coop Ball, you get 100% of your first deposit matched. Uh, that's that's awesome. Or even not if your first deposit. Just use that promo code, sign up, and, yeah, and you get that. Uh, even if you're a member, I believe. So that's a that's a big one right there. A hundred percent of your first deposit. So even if you lose your first bet, you you put in all, your whole deposit, play it, you lose. You just playing with free money there, guys. Uh, so you can't beat that one. So I highly recommend it. I have a lot of fun playing with that one. Uh, and then we'll talk about. We can always talk about our other sponsor before we start getting into things. Uh, Manscaped. If you haven't checked out that Lawnmower 3.0 and the rest of their products, uh, you're missing out. They have some some toner, some deodorizer, all, all on the downstairs, guys. All in the down under, as our, our friends uh, from Australia would say. And it's they're incredible as well. Uh, and if you put in the ho- the promo code HoopBall20, uh, that's H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L. If you guys haven't been to the website and don't know how to spell HoopBall, that's it. Um, you put that in there, you get 20% off your order. You get free shipping as well. Uh, and then they're doing 20% off all summer, too. So... Add that up, guys. That's that's a big discount right there that you're missing out on if you're not if you already haven't done it. And if you have done it, you know you know how good it is. Especially that lawnmower 3.0. Uh, they wouldn't have called it the lawnmower 3.0 just for uh, show. It works tremendously, guys. Um, but yeah, let's get let's start getting right into this slate. Uh, it's just me here, so I'll try and do it a little more in depth than the normal. Uh, or not normal, a little more in-depth to make it a little normal because there is only one of one of me here. Uh, but let's go into this first game. This game starts at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And every time I say the, the times of these games, they're all going to be Eastern Standard Time, guys. Uh, I don't know if it's biased because I live on the East Coast or I believe most most people use that in, in the betting um, so everybody knows where what times they start at. Uh, but the Magic are underdogs in this one, obviously. Uh, 12 and a half points. There's currently no money line while I'm doing this. And the over-under is 226. The series is tied at 1-1. The Magic surprisingly uh, laid a beatdown in that first game. Yes, and I'm going to say a beatdown because that was pretty convincing. Uh, they won by, they finished 12 points, but they were pretty much leading the entire game. The Bucks came back at some point in the beginning of the third. And then that was it. Um, and then they went right back to Magic, just controlled the entire game. And that was with him, Fournier, not scoring pretty much the entire game. He, he scored very late. Um, but now it's 1-1. The Bucks returned the favor uh, pretty convincingly as well. They won um, by, what, 16 points last game, but they were pretty much up the entire game as well. But let's get into this slate. Uh, so if you're looking at it, there's not many... And I like to look at the – I'll start with the Magic. Um, but when I look at slates, I like to see who can I play, who's the best cheap value. Oh, sorry about that. Uh, we got someone mowing the lawn and, and doing the bushes outside. <laughs> uh, all the windows are closed, but you can still hear it, guys. Uh, sorry about that one. But, yeah, when I like to play, I look at who is the best cheap value possible. And looking at these slates – this late in particular, there's really not much to like under 4K. Uh, and I know 4K is is a hard thing to find anyway, but I like to see if there's anyone I could squeeze into my lineups to to get extra money elsewhere. There's not much to like on this slate under 4K. Uh, in the in the in the 4K range, uh, under 5K, uh, there's a little to like, but not as much. Uh, most of that is 
but most of the the 4K, 5K kind of guys are on the Magic. Um, they only have one guy above five five point two, and another and the second guy that's above that is questionable. Um, it doesn't seem like he's going to play, and that's Aaron Gordon. Uh, Aaron Gordon's questionable. He's starting to practice, but he's not taking any contact. Um, if you listen to Steve Clifford's last his last uh, update on him, it didn't sound as though he was playing. He said he's closer. Gordon is closer to MCW, Marco Carter-Williams, who's doubtful for this game, and I doubt he's going to play. <laughs> but um, he said Aaron just doesn't have strength back in the leg yet, but he's moving a lot better. To me, that sounds like he's not going to play today, and I don't know if he'll play game four either. Um, that's just it, how it is. So Mo Bamba's out. Aaron Gordon is questionable. I would put him closer to doubtful. MCW is doubtful. I'd put him closer to not playing at all uh, or, or out. And Giannis is probable. Um, he's going to play. But for this, if we're looking at the Magic team, uh, Vooch has been playing great. He's been shooting on fire at 9100 He is pricey. Uh, there's a lot of big priced guys. I mentioned five of the top six prices in the entire playoffs are in this slate. Um, so it's hard to get him in the lineup, but he's been playing great. And if you don't want to pay up for two guys over 10K, he's brought value back both times. He's has 62 points in that first game and 50 DraftKings points in that last game. Uh, so he's brought, brought a significant value on both times and, and, and even at this 9,100 price tag, he's still a viable play. Um, again, if there's so many other big guys that it's, it's hard to get him in there, but if you wanted to make a nice pivot, he is definitely someone to look at. Uh, he's been eating in this matchup. Uh, another guy to look at on this Magic squad, he hasn't shot the ball particularly well. I mentioned him earlier that he didn't score a point until late in the first game, uh, but Evan Fournier, at some point, he's going to start making shots. Uh, the Bucks biggest disadvantage or their biggest weakness i'd say is giving up three pointers they gave up 14 per game in the regular season at some point this guy's got to make a shot uh, and he was their second leading scorer all year so if they want to steal another game he can't play as bad as he did in that first game and then win uh, that's just too hard to ask against this bucks team so he's gonna have to start picking it up and at 5200 it's not a bad price tag uh, he still scored 20 in that first game without scoring until the fourth quarter, and he scored 25 DK points last game on 4 of 13 shooting. Um, so he's pretty much getting close to bringing back 5X, and he's been playing terrible. So if that shot falls, I can see I can see a, a solid return. Um, again, but he's, been, he's in such a slump that I, I don't see many people gravitating towards him. Um, but if you want to take a chance on the slump buster, it's not a bad not a bad time to do it, uh, especially this game. And everybody else on this team got a little price bump. Terrence Ross is at 5K. He's not bad. Uh, kind of like Fournier, they're both shooters, so he can he can get hot in a moment. But um, I'd rather take Fournier and, and hope he gets out of that, that slump. Uh, Markel Fultz at 4,500. Not a bad price tag for him. I do like a few guards in this uh, on this slate, so I don't know how much I'm going to play to him. But if I need a cheaper guard and I'm trying to get some big guys, 45 is not bad. He really hasn't had a ceiling game yet. And I mentioned that the, the Bucks' biggest weakness, if you want to exploit them, is shooting the three-pointer against them. Markel Fultz can't really shoot. We know that. Uh, so his ceiling against the Bucks is kind of capped in my eyes. But he can still get you 30, 
30 points and he, he only, he's only 45. So it's not bad. Um, DJ Augustine got a price bump from that first game. Uh, James Ennis also got a price bump from that first game. So I'm not really looking at them at 42 and 4,300. The margin for error is a lot less than when they were 32 and and 3,400. That was fantastic pricing. Um, but Gary Clark, he's the one guy who really hasn't jumped up much. He, he was three K in that first game. Uh, he was three, three in the second game. He, he did jump up another 300 in this game, but at 36, that's still not bad. And I mentioned there's not many people on this slate that under 4K, you can count on. I'm not saying you can fully count on Gary Clark, but you know if Aaron Gordon doesn't play, he's going to get the start. Uh, that's This slate, there's not many people you can, you can say that about. On the odd days, there's a few guys you can say that about, but here, if you need someone under 3K, he is the guy that I'd be looking at the most. Uh, there are two other guys, but they're they're very hard to look at. Are a few other guys in that late game, um, but this guy, 36, is not bad, and and he's brought back value both times. Not not tremendous value, no. Uh, but when you're paying that much, you're not trying to, you're not looking to get a 40 point guy. You're trying to fill out your lineup and uh, see what you can get. He brought 26 and a half the first game and eight and pretty much 19 fantasy points the second game, both value. Um, and if you need someone under 4K, he's not a bad guy to look at. Uh, the rest of this lineup. Uh, not too much, uh, it, especially because this is the one game on the slate that I can see a blowout happening. Um, and that's what you got to fear, fear of with the magic versus the bucks when the bucks are, are hitting all their cylinders and, and doing what they do. This game can turn into a blowout very quickly. The second game, Indiana, Miami, Houston, OKC. I know they blew them out, but in LA Portland, I know LA blew them out as well. I think those games are going to be more competitive in, in game three. This is the one that if a blowout happens, it's got to be this first game. Well, that's it for the Magic, guys. Um, let me jump right over to the, the Milwaukee Bucks. And we're looking at the second highest priced guy on the slate. And his name is Giannis. Uh, I might, I was going to say the, the funny uh, video that my buddy Mike sent me. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, however that guy said it. Um, uh, I wound up saying it anyway. Never mind. I was going to say I was going to say it, but I'm not going to. And then I wound up doing it. Uh, but yeah, Giannis is at 11K, second highest priced guy on the slate. Rightfully so. Uh, Giannis has brought back value both times. Not great value, not 80 point ceiling games, but he's brought back uh, uh, over a 60, a 65er and a 59 the first two games. 11K is viable. If this game turns into a blowout, which it could, it's the only reason why I kind of like the other guys a little bit more because I think this game can turn into a blowout. And if that happens, they don't need to rush Giannis. Uh, he is probable for this game, but he has been dealing with a little bit of injury uh, lately. He He's probable with a bruised left calf. I know he has been on and off the court or in the seeding games. They didn't really need to play him, um, but there's something a little there. So the fact that this game could turn into a blowout is the reasoning why I'm not fully going on in Giannis. But if I'm playing a bunch of lineups, you got to have some Giannis because uh, the, the ceiling game is always right around the corner. On the other hand, Chris Middleton's 7,900. He's been playing poorly. I said it with Evan Fournier. At some point, this guy is going to turn it on. The Magic give up a lot of threes. He makes a lot of threes. At some point, his shot's going to fall. He's, he's just 5 of 20 from the field in the first two games. 5 of 20 for a guy who was virtually a... 
uh, 50, 40, 90 guy this year, underrated 50, 40, 90 guy. Cause you're not really hearing much about Chris Middleton and how awesome he is. You hear all about Giannis, uh, but people forget how just great Chris Middleton has been the last two plus years. Uh, but at 79, I could see it. There are a few other guys that I like a little bit better in that price range. But if you want to pivot for a low owned guy, because he has been playing poorly, it's about time that Chris Middleton's game turns around. Uh, and you might be reaping the benefits getting ahead in that category before other people see that after he has his first game, then people are going to ride him. Uh, you want to get people before they get that game because you get that game instead of paying up, paying up afterwards. Um, but yeah, I, I, there are a couple other people I like in that price range a little bit better, but um, I will give him consideration as well uh, if I'm doing a few lineups. But Eric Bledsoe is a guy, uh, the next guy, pretty much on the Bucks. I'm only touching those top four guys that I know are going to play. I know Pat Connaughton had had a pretty big game last game. Uh, they were blown out, so whatever. Uh, DiVincenzo, maybe I look at him at 38, but his role is since the bubble restarted has not been consistent. His minutes have been all over the map, so I can't really trust him as I would have five months ago if there was no stoppage. Uh, and George Hill, 37, he has decent value the last couple games, but uh, again, he, uh, he doesn't have a safe role. For me, the box, you got to look at Giannis, Middleton, Bledsoe, Lopez, and that's where you're going to get it. If you're not paying up for Giannis, uh, Middleton maybe, but if you want to get the more cheaper value, it's Bledsoe and Lopez, and that's how I'll get to right now. Uh, Bledsoe, the last two game, the first two games in the series, I should say, uh, he has 28 total points, um, and in fantasy points, he has 28 and a half and 28 in 28 and 26 minutes. He's taken 11 and then 12 shots, so it's pretty pretty average. Um, he, it's very similar in those first two games. He's brought back slight value in both games. Um, his price tag went from 54 to 53, now 55. So it's it's everything is kind of staying on on the line right there staying on course um but Bledsoe has the ability he looks healthier now he looks like he could be playing better uh in the first in all five games including the last two games he's averaged 32 points uh per game against this Orlando team so about 35 36 in before these two playoff games so he has the upside to get you um time times five plus 10 extra points times six times seven. Uh, that upside is there. And at 5,500, I like that. Uh, I, I'll definitely have him. He's probably going to be my most played buck um, because there is that possibility that they blow him out again. And if they do, um, I, I wouldn't want full exposure. Cause then you'll see like maybe a Pat Connington, Devin Chen's all these other people play a lot of minutes, uh, but that the blood. So for 55 is very safe. And I think he's going to, bring back some solid value there. Same with Brooke Lopez. Uh, they need him on the court to kind of neutralize if you if you can. Um, Vucevic has been playing great lately. Uh, the first game, he only put up 15 DK points on five points. He was two of nine shooting, didn't hit a three. Last game, it was complete opposite, eight of 12 shooting, four of eight from three. He had uh, 29.25 fantasy points and scored 20 points. He's not grabbing rebounds, but when has Brooke Lopez done that since he's left the nets he just hasn't been him uh and he had four fouls still as well but 5300 you just saw last game he could beat that and he could score our 30 points in this matchup uh very easily he was averaging over like 26 27 points per game in fantasy points per game against this magic earlier so this is not uh I, he can easily return value here um at 50 
5,300. And there's not too many guys on a low price tag as centers. If you wanted to get ex- <clears throat> some exposure to this team, take a cheap price tag and then you pay up elsewhere. Uh, so that's where I'm looking at here. Um, if we go to this next game, this next, this is the series that uh, these next two games are the series that are the most interesting. You got two teams, Houston and Miami, both have a 2-0 lead. Uh, but we're starting with this Indiana-Miami game. Indiana, or Miami is favored by five points. They have in a negative 220 money line. The Pacers are plus five, and they have a plus 180 money line. The over-under is 214. Uh, the people out in this game are the obvious ones for Indiana, with Lamb and Sabonis both not playing. Uh, then you have, on the Heat side, Crowder is questionable with that ankle injury. He's been playing through it, so I see him playing through it again. And uh, Derek Jones Jr. is questionable with an ankle injury. Not the neck injury that he was questionable with last game. He picked up a new injury. That, to me, uh, I would... If, uh, if if someone wasn't going to play out of those two, it's, it would be DJJ because he picked up a new injury. Uh, so we'll see that. If he doesn't play, that gives a couple extra minutes to uh, most of their forwards and wings. So that's something to, to monitor. But to me, if I'm, if I'm a betting man, the Pacers aren't going to get swept in this series. They're going to win one of these next two games at plus 180 on the money line. It's a nice squeeze. And if you're just signing up for my bookie and you're getting that 100% match deposit you know that you're playing with free money and if you want to play with free money and, and take a uh, a nice money line bet and improve your 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 uh, bankroll pretty pretty significantly right there almost double that's where that's where that's one bet i'd be leaning towards and same with the next game and we'll get to that in a few well that's not a bad bet to make uh, but let's stay on the dfs side for the the Pacers, uh, this game starts at 3:30 p.m. Also um, on Eastern Standard Time, guys. Uh, but for the Pacers, like I said, I, I think they're going to pull one of these out in the next two games. Uh, I believe probably this game. Both games have been somewhat close. The first game, uh, the Heat won by uh, 12 points, but it was closer than that for the most part. Second game, the Heat won by nine points, but again, it was. The Heat had a, a pretty big, a better lead most of the game than the first game, but it was closer than the score indicated. Uh, the, the Heat or the Pacers had chances to win both of these games. They did not. This one, uh, maybe they pull it out. I, I, I would be if I'm a betting man, which I am. I, I'm going to say that they're going to win one of these next two, probably this game. And if they do it, to me, most of that is not going to be because of one player. I think a lot of this is going to be. A few, quite a few guys getting the hot hand, quite a few guys pitching in, getting double-digit scorings. Um, and I say that, preface that with TJ Warren, who's eight, eight Gs. He could easily beat that. He has been on fire in the bubble these last couple games. Besides, he, the first game in against Miami scored 45. If I'm paying 8000 for a slate that you have five of the top six price guys, I need more than 45. That's just the way it is. I don't know if he's fully getting that. Last game, he only got 25 DK points. Even if he gets me 45 again, uh, I would rather have... I just need more from that if I'm going to pay that price when I see a LeBron, an AD, a James Harden, a Giannis, a Lillard. When I see all these people on the slate, I need a little bit more than 45 to pay eight. Um, and I, li- I would probably like Chris Middleton a little bit more on this, and same price. Uh, but there's still other guys that are around there. Um, to me, the, the big guy in this 
uh, who's been playing really well, and especially against these Heat, is Malcolm Broglin. Or Broglin. Here goes the butcher, guys. Uh, we're only on Team 3, Game 2, and I already butchered my first one. Uh, but Malcolm Brogdon at 6,900. He scored 40 nearly 41 and 38 fantasy points the first two games against the Heat. He had 33 against the backups in only 25 minutes. He's played 39 and 38 minutes and taken um, 32 shots the last two games in these in the first two playoff games. He's only hit three of 12 from three. So not only is he playing a ton of minutes and producing, but he's not even hitting his three-point shots or shots in general. He's shooting under 30% on those two games, and he's putting up um, nearly 439 DK points a, a night at 6,900. He's bringing back value, and he's playing. He's not hitting his shots. Uh, those shots are going to start to fall. He was also a 50-40-90 guy last year. Very underrated look. So once those shots start falling, there's a bigger ceiling for him. I think the floor is safe on him, and I think the ceiling could be hit um, probably this game because I think they do. Pu- I, I believe they're going to pull one out in these next two. So he'd be the first guy I'm looking at on this team and mostly the only, uh, if I had to look somewhere else, maybe Justin holiday at 4,100. Uh, he's been playing pretty well lately. They just need somebody to step up. Uh, this is a game where a role player is going to step up for them. Uh, but he scored 17 and 28. The last two, the first two games of the series playing a little over a shade over 30 minutes. He's only taken eight field goal attempts as well. He's put up those numbers on only eight field goal attempts. Uh, maybe a couple extra shots funnel its way. Maybe they don't. But if I'm looking a little lower, it would be Justin Holiday. But for me, the safest guy and, and the most dependable guy on this team right now is Malcolm Brogdon. Oladipo played a little bit better, and he's only 6,100. But I still can't fully trust him yet. Uh, maybe next year. It's just that injury, and he just he's looked too off. He came back from an injury, and then we had a giant layoff. And then he's back again. It's just not enough consistency for a guy who didn't play all year. But let's jump on over to the Heat. Um, if you're if you've been listening, you think I I think the Pacers. I like the Pacers on the court in this one because the the money line is plus one eighty. Um, but I still want exposure to the Heat because they have a lot of guys playing great. And that first one, Jimmy Butler is back to seventy three hundred. That's a fair fair price for him, and I like him better than both um, Middleton and who had. I think he's safer than Middleton, and I think he's better than um, Warren there, at a couple hundred extra less. Uh, Seventy six hundred. He's played great this series. Uh, he has he had nearly forty nine and then thirty eight DK points the first two games, thirty seven and thirty eight minutes. That last game he didn't really shoot particularly well, five of thirteen from the field. He's been shooting pretty good from three. He's only taken five, but he's hit four of them, uh, and he had seven rebounds, six assists. He's just been playing really well, and he's getting a ton of minutes, and it's the playoffs. Jimmy Butler's trusty. Uh, 7600 is a great price for him. Uh, Bam Adebayo, coming off a bad game, he saw his price tag drop to 73, and now he scored 46 the first game, 25 the second game. I can easily see him jumping back up to that 46 mark. Um, he didn't. He only had five rebounds last game. He had four personal fouls, only took seven shots. Chalked that one up on, on – just a just a poor bad game. I think he comes back playing playing hard again and, and getting results. And at seventy three, he can easily bring back value there. Uh, it's a great price for him. Goran Dragic, he started this as a no brainer at uh, just a fair forty four hundred. Now he's at six thousand. He only went up one one point or one hundred dollars last game. Uh, but the Kendrick Nunn is not playing. He hasn't played the first two games of this series. Drogic has 19 and 18 shots 
the last two games, he has 42 and 30, 32 DK points. I mean, this is still a fair price for him. At 6K, he can still bring back value. Uh, he's showing the light throughout this bubble that that's pretty much his floor. The worst game he had in the bubble is 29 points that first game. And that's literally almost 5X value. Uh, so his worst game is is bringing back 5X value. I'm good with that. Um, if I have cash, uh, Drogic is one of the safest place, plays in the, on this slate. And at ni- with 19 and 18 shots the last two games, whoa, uh, a lot of usage. And it with especially with Con- Kendrick Nunn not playing at all, not even seeing the court for one minute, you can sign me up for some Drogic. Um, anyone else on this team? Not really huge on, but if Derek Jones Jr. doesn't play, that gives a little extra uh, minutes to Iguodala and Crowder. To me, I would I would gravitate towards Crowder, who's played pretty well the last two. Uh, he's averaged 25 and 24 minutes. Take out Derek Jr., DJJ. Probably see him jump up to 27 or so minutes. Um, and at 4K, you need him to score 20. He scored 27 the last game. He can he can get you 28 points or 28 DK points or so. That's so so that's a solid value. And um, there's like I said before, there's not many guys that I like in that 4K range or under. You know, so that's pretty much it for the, the heat slate. You like the big three guys and then Crowder, if, if DJJ doesn't play, uh, he gets a little bit boost, a little better of a boost. Um, game three, this is the Rockets versus the Thunder. The Rockets are a surprising 2-0. I thought this series would be a lot more competitive. That last game was a laugher. 98-111 uh, to 111 finish, and that's doing... That's not doing the game justice because they got blown off the court um, pretty much from start to finish. Uh, but we got the Rockets have or the Thunder have no um, no injury report there, and the Rockets have Westbrook is not going to play for the third straight game, and Mba Amute is not going to play. This game starts at 6 p.m. The Rockets are negative three and a negative one six or three point under or favorites. The uh, money line is negative 160 for the Rockets, plus 140 for the Thunder, and the over-under is 224. Just like the Pacers, the Thunder aren't going to go out without a win in this series. Uh, They're just not going to get embarrassed and have a 4-0 sweep, especially without Westbrook. Just not how it's going to be. So again, another team I like on the money line, if I had to pick one, that would be Indy and OKC on the money line. Um, If you want to take the points, that's good good too you get that little bonus but uh one of these two teams aren't going to go out with with a 4-0 sweep uh if, especially this thunder team they just can't uh no westbrook that's that's laughable if they can't win a game uh, but let's go into the dfs side we'll start with the rockets because they're technically the away team in this one even though they're all playing in the bubble but the rockets you got to start as always with james harden um james harden if you look closer, he's the or he's the highest guy on the on the price on the slate at eleven six hundred. But if you look at his stats against the this Thunder team, he has only averaged fifty nine fantasy points per game. Uh, that is, or forty nine, I should say. Mine, I'm sorry. Uh, he's not bringing back even five x in all five games that he's played against the Thunder. I know West, Russell Westbrook is not here, and that's what makes him so. Uh, captivating because he does get that big boost in usage. He's taken uh, 38 shots these first two games. That's not including the 17 free throws he had. Uh, He's taken 24 of those 38 shots have been from three-point land. Um, But he just hasn't had his way with the Thunder. 
and he didn't need to last game. Um, and they kind of beat him up in the first game too. It was competitive for a while, and then it they just went hot. But he hasn't had a giant, giant game against um, the Rocket or, or the Thunder. He had one really big game, uh, but it still wouldn't have been a giant ceiling compared to who else is on this slate. Um, so to that, to me, eleven six. Uh, I might. I'm gonna have to go with other people. And it's very hard to say that. I mean, James Harden is one of the five best players in basketball. And offensively, he's probably the best. No, he is the best. Not probably. Uh, so it's very hard for me to say that confidently. But at 11-6 and knowing that he hasn't had the success that you'd want at that price tag against this team, um, I can gravitate towards other people who are also superstars. Uh, but on this team... Uh, I, I wouldn't be shocked if James Harden did come out and have had a big James Harden game. So if I'm playing two, three, four lineups, I'll probably go with other of those big guys. If I'm playing 15, 16, Harden's got to be in a few. It's just he's Harden. I can't go full no Harden, but I'm going to not have too much of him just because of uh, the matchup. It seems to not be particularly well for him. I uh, don't know what the, why that is. He should be able to eat up on uh, SGA. I know Dortz has played well, but even when Dortz wasn't in the rotation, he didn't have those big James Harden games. Uh, but to me, Robert Covington, 6,200. He's back to kind of where he was. Uh, he started at 65, 60, and then dropped a lot lower than the bubble or the seeding games. Um, he hasn't had a big game yet. 17, he only scored three points in the first game, 10 points the last game. He's only taken 13 total shots. He's only had seven rebounds total. He's going to have a big game sooner or later. Uh, at 62, I'm willing to take that chance that it's this game. Uh, it's just this guy is, is too talented not to grab seven rebounds in one of these games, uh, especially when Danilo Gallinari is the opposing power forward. Uh, and he's too talented to just be so quiet. I know they've blown him out last game, so they didn't fully need him but they're not going to blow this Thunder team out every game. They need some Robert Covington. Robert Covington needs to find himself, uh, and I think he does that here. So I don't mind that 62 price tag. I think that's very good as well. Um, Eric Gordon has been playing great. Pretty much identical fantasy uh, DK point returns in the last two, the first two games of the series, 30.75. Uh, he hit 21 and then 15 points. He's taken 37 shots, guys, 37 these first two games. So the usage is there. Um, don't, don't be shy. The usage is there at 50, 100. You gotta love him. Uh, you, you gotta really like him here. Uh, maybe not love him, but 50, 100. He's beat that price tag twice. And last game he was 0 for 10 from three point range. 0 for 10. And he scored 31 fantasy points, 50, 100. I really like him here. Um, Anybody getting 37 shots up in two games, and, and he took 10 three-pointers. I know he didn't make one, but say he made two, 20% of those. He's already sitting at um, nearly 37 fantasy points without doing anything else. At, at a 5,100, 5, great price tag. So you got to like some Eric Gordon there. Um, and Jeff Green has been playing great as well. I know he is 49. If I had to pick between the two, easy Eric Gordon, without a doubt. Um, but... Jeff Green has put up 38 and a half and 23 and nearly 24 
uh, fantasy points the last two games and at, and at a 4-9 price tag, it's not bad. He has 32 and 37 minutes. He's gotten uh, 11 and 12 shots the first two games. He's very, very used here. So at, at this minimum, nearly 5K price, uh, he's bringing back value. And uh, if you need a cheaper center option, like I mentioned, Brooke Lopez or so, that's where you go. I would rather gravitate towards Brooke Lopez, but uh, Jeff Green's not a bad pivot. Uh, though if we're going dollar for dollar, Eric Gordon, definitely. He's just getting the usage and been playing great. Uh, but that's pretty much it for this Rockets team. Everybody else is uh, hit or miss. Doesn't really get the the minutes that you want. I know Covington's been playing off, but you know he's he has that potential and he's getting that minutes of uh, those minutes. Uh, PJ Tucker, Austin Rivers, Ben McLemore, Daniel House, uh, not as trustworthy for me. Uh, I can't really trust him on a consistent basis. I know Daniel House had a big 19 point game last game. Uh, I'd rather go with. Pay. I'm not gonna. I wouldn't go Daniel House and not pay 400 extra for Eric Gordon. Doesn't make sense. Um, but let's go to this Thunder team who desperately need a win to just stay competitive. Uh, just keep this series alive. If they go 0-3, it's over. Uh, yeah, you can't. You can't come back without. If they go 0-3 without Westbrook, Chris Paul is going to take some harsh criticism. I know that they. Most people did not peg this team to even make the playoffs. But now that they're here, recency bias and how you play changes people's narratives on the dime. So now they're in the playoffs. Now they need to do something. Um, And in getting beat 2-0 in embarrassing fashion without Russell Westbrook and James Harden not really playing up to his capabilities is something to laugh about. Uh, And I know Chris Paul is going to take this uh, personally, and that's why I really like him at this 78 price tag. I mentioned Middleton, Butler, Warren, a couple people around the same price tag. Uh, Chris Paul has something to play for. He's down 0-2 to his former team who just casted him away like he was nothing. He's played 37 minutes the last few games. First game, he put up 51 DK points, uh, then 26 and a half as he did, wasn't, uh, he just didn't do as, as many. He didn't have much, and the game was a laugher, so he didn't it just, it would, they were so off. They just weren't hitting shots. He only had two assists. But um, out of those guys, Chris Paul, to me, is the one who's playing for the most here. Uh, they just can't go down 0-3. I know Shigeo, SGA, I'm not even going to try and say his name. SGA had a pretty big second game, but his price tag jumped all the way to 7,100. To me, if I'm paying that extra 700 to get an angry Chris Paul who wants to show he still has something left against his former team who said he didn't have anything left and kind of gave made him the scapegoat of why they lost the last couple years. Um, not say whatever, however you want to feel about that. That's kind of, that's pretty much what the Rockets said to him. So he is my number one play on this team. Uh, besides him, um, Gallinari is not a bad play, but I, I like Dennis Schroeder a bit more at 5,700, a uh, couple, couple hundred, 600 cheaper. This Rockets team we know plays small ball. Uh, so Dennis Schroeder sees, saw 32 minutes these first two games in the in the series. First game he shot 3 of 12. Second game he shot 5 of 12. Uh, so not good shooting. I, I expect a couple more shots. I expect a little bit better production. Uh, I think he's going to score over 30 DK points, um, maybe 35. He, he It's time for him to show up as well. I think Chris Paul is going to take the reins, but I think Dennis Schroeder, they need someone to score. Chris Paul's not just a prime time scorer all the time. He's going to get some open looks for a guy like Dennis Schroeder, who 
should also be taking this uh, very seriously and, and bring back some solid value here. Uh, besides those two and a little bit of Gallo, at 63, I don't mind him, um, but I do like Schroeder. I do like a lot of guards, so we'll see if I can even get Schroeder. Um, but Darius Baisley at 43, I know he hasn't really seen the run. At some point, Billy Donovan is a great coach, smart coach. He's going to He's gonna try and get um, the matchups better. Steven Adams has been playing really well, and he's been pretty, putting up pretty good numbers. Um, but they've been losing both these games. And maybe they this, it's this time to throw a different look at them, throw Baisley out there and go a little smaller, play the three guards, Gallo, Baisley, see what happens, or three guard, Dort, Baisley, something. Uh, but if you're going in that, digging in that 4K range and you don't have much left, he's a guy that I'd be looking at. At 4-3, not a bad price tag. There's not too many people I like in this 3-4, 4K range. But he is one of the few. I think he sees a little bit more minutes in this game. And when he's seeing the minutes, this guy has been hella productive in these. Yes, I said that. <laughs> he's been he's been very productive these in through these uh, bubble games. Um, yeah, and, and that's what I like on the Rockets and Thunder. Uh, let's get right into it since it's just me. I can get right into the biggest game of the night. Uh, I'm only saying, uh, maybe I'm not saying that because I'm just a Laker fan. This is a pretty big game. It uh, has three of the top five guys or six scores on the, um, three of the top guys on the on the slate and three of the top six in the entire playoffs for pricing. Uh, this is the Lakers versus the Blazers. Uh, it's tied up 1-1. This starts at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Lakers are seven-point favorites at a negative 320 money line. The Blazers are at plus 260 on the money line. The over-under is 225, uh, so pretty much on par with the Bucks, uh, Magic, and Rockets Thunder. The low-scoring low over-under of this is Pacers Heat at 214, uh, but the other two are 224, 226, and this one's 225, so pretty much right on line. Um, and we have, on the Lakers side, LeBron is probable. He's playing, guys. Uh, AD is probable. He's playing, guys. And Rajon Rondo, this is some interesting news, but he's questionable. I don't personally think he plays in this one. I think they want to give him as much time as possible to get 110%. But if he plays, he becomes a possible play at 3,200. Um, we'll get into that in a moment. But the Blazers have Lillard. He's playing. I know he dislocated his finger. This guy's not missing this game. Uh, CJ Mack, his back, he's he's not missing this game. Zach Collins just had surgery, so he's not playing anytime soon. Uh, Nasir Little is also not playing for uh, still the dehydration stuff. Um, but, yeah, let's jump into the Lakers since they're technically, again, the, the away team. I mentioned Rajon Rondo. If he plays at 32, he should see about 20, 25 minutes in this game uh, in a must-win game three. So I do like him. I think he can score you 20, 25 DK points. Um, not the, the biggest ceiling, but there's not many people on this slate that uh, you can get 20 points for at 3, 4K. Um, so that's what I'm, I'm looking at there. Most of the people on this team are the ones that I would technically be looking at. Besides a couple that I threw at, or couple that I threw before. Uh, Clark was the only under 4K that I was even considering. Um, but there are a couple... Uh, Caldwell Pope is now three nine. He had his big game last game. He does that from he does that all the time. Uh, after a poor performance, he gets hot. He might stay hot this game, but if I'm betting on someone to get hot in this game, it's going to be Danny Green. He hasn't shot the ball well 
pretty much the entire bubble. At some point, this guy is going to have a big game in this series. Uh, and when I say big game, it's going to be like a KCP game. A, a game where he scores about 16 points, hits three, four threes, uh, gives you 20, 25 DK points. And at, 3K, at 3.7K, if you're digging for that bottom of the barrel guy to bring you back 5X value because you're paying up for other big guys that you have higher ceilings, that's when you look at this this territory. And uh, uh, Danny Green is due for a good shooting game. It might ha- It's going to happen in one of these next two games. Uh, if I'm in this territory, I'm going to take my chances and, and bet that it happens this game. Uh, Dwight Howard is another guy I would be looking at, not eyeing, but just, just glancing at. Uh, I think the Blazers, like I said the first time in that first game uh, when we were, I was breaking down this slate, I know they wanted to play Whiteside and Nurkic together. They didn't get as much of a chance last game. The Lakers put threw him a curveball and threw Anthony Davis at center for a bit. Um, I think they still want to try and impose their will and get both those big guys on the court and see what they can do. If that's the case, Dwight Howard's a, a decent play. Javal McGee is also in play as well at 34. Uh, one of those, they usually trade off big games. Last game it was McGee. Maybe it's Howard this time. That's where I would lean. Um, that's just the the bottom of the barrel stuff. You guys want to hear about the good stuff. Uh, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, both in play for me. They're both going to be probable. Anthony Davis came out like a man on a mission, which he should have been in the first game, um, and good for him. He scored. He did score 52 in the first game. He scored 55 this game. It turned into a laugher, so he only played 29 uh, minutes. But he shot 21, 21 or took 21 field goals in 29 minutes. Uh, love that 31 points, 11 boards. You, you love to see that he, he got two combined steals and blocks. So that 55 could have been a lot better. Uh, LeBron James had four of shot, four of 11 from the field and he only scored 29 DK points. He scored 10 points, which is just extremely low for him. Uh, but he's been trading very good games with very bad games in this bubble. Uh, I expect that to continue if this game stays more competitive, I think LeBron's not going to take only 11 shots. Uh, and if he only does take 11 shots, it's going to come with 14 assists uh, or 12 rebounds. So I expect a – I think LeBron puts up another triple-double in this game. I think it's going to stay a little bit more competitive. It's game three. I like him a little bit better than Anthony Davis. But as a fan, I want Anthony Davis to have a better game because they need him. Um, but in me, for me, I like Braun at 10-6. Um, I'm probably willing to gravitate towards him the most of these big guys. I just, it, in a game three situation, when you hear everybody on the, when LeBron James puts a uh, massive triple double up and they lose and he gets blamed for it, and then he puts up a 10, 7, and 6 game and they win and he still gets dogged on it, he wants to show people why he's one of the best to ever play this game. And I'm on board with that. At 10-6, I love that price tag. Um, and that's it for the Lakers. It really is Braun and AD, and then everybody else is hit or miss. Um, and that's why the pricing is the way it is. So let's go to this Blazers team that has a pretty pretty significant news. Uh, Damian Lillard dislocated his finger. We all know Dame Dash has been, uh, I call him Dame Dash, Dame Dalla, whatever you want to call him, has been playing great. Fantastic. Last game, he had a bad game. Uh, they just got blown out. He was one for seven from three. He played he was six of 14 from the, the field. He was just not not the dame that we've seen in the bubble. He was the dame that we saw a lot in the regular season. Um, really good still, but just not. He had an off game. At 
I would take both of the Laker guys over him, especially with that finger. Um, I know it's his off-shooting hand, but it's still going to be a problem, especially if uh, they just keep – every time he drives, they hit his hand, hit his hand. That's what they should – I know they used to do that in the old days. Uh, if I'm the Lakers, that's what I'm doing. I, it's gamesmanship. Every time this guy drives, hit that hand. Hit that. If he goes up for a layup, hit that hand. Uh, make him feel that finger every chance you get. And uh, I don't know if they'll do it. It's it's a new era here, but we'll see. And if but if they do do that, ten uh, eight is is very steep on a slate where you have Giannis, Harden, Braun, AD. So uh, I could pass. He could score 50, 60 because the matchup is great. Uh, the Lakers still can't guard point guards. If Rondo plays, it makes it much easier for me to fade, um, fade Lillard here. Uh, but aside from Lillard, uh, we have Nurkic at 89. It still is a tough matchup for him because either way, he's going to go up against two people who are just bigger than him in McGee and Howard, or he's going to go up against AD, who is also just bigger than him. Uh, he is great in his own right, but he's going against three, seven footers very hard. It, it's just, it takes a toll on you. Um, and I'm going to have to at 89, I think he can beat that price, but it's the ceiling game. His floor is, is lower than that. So I, I would have to let him go again. Uh, and saying those two, that means I think CJ Mack might have his CJ Mack game. I'm not great at calling the CJ Mack game. So don't take this as gospel, but if Lillard's hurt, if Nurkic is struggling against multiple seven-footers, uh, they need someone to step up, and McCollum hasn't stepped up in this series yet. He had a pretty good second half in that first game, timely buckets. I didn't translate over to the second game. He shot 6 of 16. I think this is a game where he inserts himself a little bit more, maybe scores that uh, that 45, 47, uh, 50 ceiling game kind of thing. So if I'm going to play someone on the Blazers, it, it would be him. Uh, at seven five, that's that's a harder price tag. I still like Chris Paul better than him, but this game should be competitive. And if you want some exposure to the Blazers, it's hard not to go with any of the big guys. But if you did decide not to go with any of the big guys, um, to me, the best play on here is Whiteside at forty six hundred. That's dollar for dollar play. Um, very cheap. There, again, there's not many people I like in this range. But he has to play in this matchup. He's played 26 and 22 minutes the last two games. And the last game was a blowout. Um, and he scored basically 25 DraftKings points at both times. So he's bringing back more value, a little bit of slightly value. Uh, he has eight blocks and 17 reborn, rebounds combined, uh, 13 points. I think we could see that again. I think we could see another 25, 30 point game or at the minimum. Uh, he's playing in this and he's doing pretty well. And they want to try and get him and Nurkic out there, especially without Zach Collins. Um, because Wenyan Gabriel, who I guess is also an option at 34, if you're again bargain hunting, um, because you know he's playing and he's brought back about 15 DK points both times, that's nothing to sneeze at. And I'm not going out of my way to play him. But uh, he's just there to try and get eat up fouls on AD and try and do some stuff uh, because they need Whiteside and Nurkic on that court as much as possible. And when they're both on, they're going to get some foul trouble as well. They need someone else to eat, eat some fouls. Um, and Anthony Simons is possibly a last guy I would look at. He played a little bit in the last game. I know it was a blowout, but they tried before the game got way out of hand. They tried to get him in there and change some things up, give him a different look. Uh, when the Lakers went small and put AD at center, Anthony Simons came in. Maybe they try that again. 
Uh, they need a spark off the bench, especially if this game starts to slip away from them. So that's a guy to look at. Again, that's just a Hail Mary option. Uh, the safest guy to me is, that's not um, 9,000 like Nurkic and Lillard is is Whiteside because he's only 46. And then McCollum, I think he has a pretty good game to step up. Like Damian Lillard stepped up for him when, when he was hurt. Um, so it, it's very hard for me to play a lot of the Portland guys because they're so priced up. But I do like some value uh, out there. And, yeah, that, that's pretty much it. So the, the big thing about these slates, especially on the even days, I, keep, I was going to say odd again, the even days, is it's just so top-heavy. Again, you have Giannis, Harden, Braun, AD, Lillard, all of these guys. Uh, at the very, none of them are priced lower than 10200 the second highest guy on the odd days is Kawhi, was Kawhi Leonard the last two times. And um, yesterday he was priced at 10, 10K. Before that he was priced under 10K. Um, and then you have Luka who's priced in the 11K range. Uh, but that's just a big price discrepancy to getting these superstar guys that are just put on the same price. You're going to have to pay a lot of money. And there's not many of the cheap value plays like you have on Utah or you have on other teams, uh, the Nets and, and other teams like that, that are out there for this slate. So it's it's a lot tougher to get the big guys while also saving some of your money. So just keep that in mind when you're doing this. Uh, try, and, try and get as much value as you possibly can. Um, you might have to play like a Jimmy Butler, Chris Paul, Whiteside, like people – 8K-ish, 8K-ish, and then you have to get one of the big guys at least. But getting two of them on a slate where there's not much value puts you in a little bind. Uh, if you can do it, kudos to you. But don't sell yourself short. I'm trying to give you guys guys who can possibly bring back solid return at 3K, 4K. But on this slate, it's it's a lot harder to find that. Uh, and also, the biggest thing to me, as always, make sure you're keeping up with the news if you can, uh, especially on the weekend slates. Most people don't work on the weekends, so it's a lot easier to um, be seeing who's playing, who's in, who's out. I mentioned Rondo is a solid play at 32 if he's playing, and it kind of puts a little bit of more of a damper on, on Lillard. So new Things like that, like Aaron Gordon, if he plays, uh, Gary Clark doesn't become viable for me at 36. Uh, he's not 36. Uh, him, Clark is not the greatest play as is. With Aaron Gordon, he's just a, a no play at all. Um but things like this, you gotta if you can keep up with it, it's the biggest thing that you can do. Um, just keep up with news, keep up with what the beat writers are saying, who's who's hurt, who's not. Um, that's that's where the difference comes in because we can say this now, and by the time twenty minutes before game lock, something big might happen. Um, I, I mentioned the other the other day I was on here with my buddy with with the great will, and I didn't want to play Narkic. And then I heard that about an hour before the game started, uh, that is, he, he put on Instagram that his, his grandmother um, sadly passed away uh, due to COVID. And then I said, oh, this guy's playing with a heavy heart. You don't announce something like that if you're not ready to just turn it on. And I had to change my whole lineup right there uh, because now I wanted to play him. I wasn't on him, and then I was on him. It's little things like that. If you find anything, be sure to capitalize on it. Because you you finding that doesn't necessarily mean that everybody else is finding that. Um, not everybody is, is plugged in, and most people. So if you are the guy that's plugged in, that's the biggest advantage you'll get. 
Uh, and that's what that's what I'll leave you guys with. That and and be cautious of price points per dollar if you can. Um, but yeah, and um, whether you play cash or or GPP, being knowledgeable and up to date on on the latest news is the way to go. But that's it, guys. Um, I enjoy doing this one for my by myself. This is the first uh, DFS slate that I did by myself. Uh, let me know how I did, and and always, guys. Uh, if you if you can put leave a rate review comment all that stuff that you can and, and wherever you can, and uh, be sure to check out Hoopball if you haven't been doing it lately. We have a lot of big stuff going on. Uh, I know by this time, by the start of next season, we have some stuff in store for you. I'm not going to spoil it. Uh, that's the big guy Dan. Dan wants to Dan wants to be the one to say it, but we have some things on the horizon that are going to change big time, and you're going to love them. Uh, that's all I'll say for you guys. You're going to love them. Uh, but right now we have a ton of new team podcasts, team coverages. Uh, we got a bunch of people coming in here. I know we have people from Fantrax. Everybody's getting associated with Hoopball. It's being great. Uh, make sure to check out any podcasts. Right now everything's free, especially our, our layup lines are free. Um, I do a layup line once a week. I know we have Aaron doing two. Brenton does one. Uh, Steve does one. I think next week Dave's going to jump back in and do one. Um, but it's right now everything is is behind or above the payroll or however however you have to say that. Uh, so be on track, be on the lookout for that, and uh, take advantage, guys. Take advantage of everything you can. That's it for another edition of Hoopball DFS today. I was your host and your anal- analyst and whatever else you want to call Santino Cocon. And you can find me on Twitter at Santino Cocon. It was a blast. Uh, can't wait to do it again. Uh, I believe Mike Apatria will be on here tomorrow, possibly alone and doing a solo act as well. Uh, so definitely check into that one. Uh, if you think I can talk, you must not have heard Mike yet. <laughs> All right, guys, have a good night and good luck today. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.